All right, welcome back. We're going to break down week two of the NFL with some over and under reactions. I'm with Fresh, my co-host. My name's Kyle. Let's dive right in. Let's do it, my friend. Top storyline of the week, and it's an unfortunate one, and I hate it, man. we got to talk running backs. Yes, sir. This is, um, the drama continues, I'll say, mm-hmm. of the NFL versus the NFL running back. Drama during the offseason, running backs trying to get uh, the contracts. We have J.K. Dobbins from the Baltimore Ravens out for the year, torn Achilles. Aaron Jones out with a hamstring. Barkley with a high ankle sprain from the New York Giants. Jeff Wilson from Miami. Chase Edmonds, MCL sprain. Jamal Williams from the Saints left with a hamstring. Nick Chubb just got absolutely annihilated. And I hope you guys don't have time to actually find and look for the the video. Don't watch the replay. It is disgusting. Don't watch the replay. We're puking my mouth. Like, no, no thank you. Don't want to see that on live TV. So Darnell... As the casual football fan, yeah, what are your thoughts on this running back situation, and what's going on with all these running back injuries? I have two main thoughts. First, watching that Browns game yesterday, seeing seeing Nick Chubb dominate up to that point. I'm watching him right, and I'm like, I wish we had him over James Cook because he just brings a different element. He can bounce off guys on plays where he should get no yards, he still gets three yards, right? Yep. And then to see him get absolutely obliterated in that play. And when I say obliterated, I was reading on Twitter, a doctor was commenting on what the prognosis could end up being. He, I think he had five options from best to worst. And the worst option is he's hoping he can keep his leg. Pardon? I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm talking because I'm talking dislocation fracture at the knee plus tendon tears level of damage potentially. Yep. So when I see that, and then you you rewind back to like you said before, the NFL versus the running backs in the off season, I kind of have to side with the owners. As dominant as these guys might be when they're playing, they're not playing a lot of the time. Well, it's it's a real thing when a running back hits thirty. If the, they make it to thirty. If they make it to 30, and Nick Chubb is, I believe, 27 or 28, right? And this is the sad thing about Nick Chubb, is he had the exact same injury when he was in college to the exact same knee. Are you serious? He came back. I'm not lying. This was 2018 or 2017. Good for him. I mean, you're young, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He was second round pick, battled his way up. One of the best marquee backs in the league. Yeah. And Trevor and I both had him to lead the league in rushing this year because he is that dominant. And you saw it on Monday night. He, uh, yeah. I, I, watching the Giants with Barkley get injured and watching how dominant he was. I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. And then watching the Chubb, I'm like, okay, he's pretty great. Yeah. <clears throat> the sad thing about the Chubb re-injury, as crazy as that sounds, is he doesn't have a contract for next year. Yeah, and, yeah, he's got four mil of guaranteed money left, and that's it. I don't. Do you like? There's no way he can come back and play at a high level. And a or and B, does he want to risk it? So the best case, based on again what the doctor was saying, is you know it's a meniscus tear, dislocated knee, dislocated knee, and that's actually not that bad. Like you no. can come back from that relatively quickly. Right? Eight weeks, whatever. Exactly, you're back for the playoffs, no problem. The middle to worst case scenario. 
And this guy is going to be in a dark place in a decade when the money's run out, when he's not, you know, he hasn't been resigned for eight years. And this is the unfortunate part of this sport, I think, where as much as I said I side with the owners, I side with the owners because it is a business and you kind of paid for the value you offer. And if the value you offer is potentially three years, maybe one year, maybe three weeks, it's hard to say throw $40 million at a guy. But what I do hope the the NFL gets to is better insurance for these guys, like health insurance for these guys. Um, because I think that's where it gets a little bit dicey, where they get injured, they don't get paid. It's just kind of a mess. So I'm, I'm going to take your web. Sure. I'm going to spin my own. Okay. You said if you're the owners, you wouldn't either, right? I would But wouldn't. do you know, do, did you notice something that I said? What did you say? Torn Achilles, knee, hamstring, high ankle, MCL, hamstring, dislocated knee. Mm-hmm. These are all leg injuries. Yes. And they occur... Because the defenders have now been trained and told to hit low to avoid concussions. They are protecting their star quarterbacks' heads by sacrificing the the wide receivers and running backs' legs. Think about that. They're golden boys who don't really have an expiry. They just saw Brady and Breeze last till 40 with Manning. They take out the head hits. And now we're dealing with the Achilles tears, the fractured legs, dislocated knees. So is this a byproduct of the owners being selfish enough to say, hey, you know what? Maybe concussions are bad. Just hit their fucking knees. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know if it's the owners, right? I mean, I think it's... it's it's. Is it Roger then? Well, it's so, the protocols, right? I mean, the owners don't give a shit if guys are getting concussions. I think uh, uh, at scale. And the reason I say that is it took documentaries. It took lawsuits for safety protocols to be put in place. And even when they first came in, they were ignored like no other. These oh, spotters yeah. had no power. But now, you, I think you are onto something. Because, yeah, well, it's when the quarterback started to get into concussions more and more. Two is a great example. And you're losing your star franchise player who ultimately lose your team money because you're not winning. And it's just not a great product when you have backups in. I can see why the league wants to protect against concussions. And it should be for everyone. Totally agree with that. It's the right thing to do. So now if you're having to hit low, <laughs> I mean... Case in point. It's, it's, a, it's a very unfortunate by, byproduct. We didn't well, have what's to. The we, did, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> flag football. Like honestly, flag football. Two hand touch. So in rugby, I know they tackle differently. In rugby, you don't see as many of these gruesome lower body injuries, do you? I don't think so. Like what? How? I guess they also don't have helmets on. <laughs> They're not <laughs> torpedoing helmet at first at someone's leg. <laughs> yeah, and like you're kind of like wrapping up the legs, opposed to throwing helmet shoulder <laughs> yeah. pads down. Yeah. Yeah. As well as rugby, if you want to call, um, I believe it's called a scrum for yeah, rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're touching the opponent. So you're more fighting with shoulders rather yeah. than football. You're lining up a yard away and then running head first. Are we headed towards flag football? Are you think you think the sport reaches a middle ground where it's like, we know there's going to be injuries. The guys want to get, if the guys want to play, they play. Well, I, as a casual fan, I understand you don't watch preseason. Yeah. But preseason, they almost wear pillowcases on top of their helmets. 
I've seen those things. Yeah, they look really like, weird. They look super weird, but guess what? If they work, why why don't they just mandate that? I, that's a good point, actually. What is, <laughs> what is the disadvantage? Is it weight? Like, I don't know what the disadvantage would be. It could be weight. It could, like, um, does it show the logo? I'm not sure. But uh, I'm sure you can. The logo on the padding. We, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's, there's minor obstacles in the way. You know what? It's funny. I also heard this too. Like what we're seeing with with running backs getting injured, but them not getting paid. You're gonna see less and less. Well, you might see less and less elite running backs coming up through the farm systems. Because why would you want to be a running back? Like, oh yeah, no. You, why do you want to be a running back? <laughs> the only time you're a running back is if you're short and fast as hell. Now, <clears throat> you're not gonna see six four running back Derrick Henry's come up. I'm just gonna play linebacker and do the hitting. There actually, thanks. Just play defense. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Or if you're fast enough and you're tall enough, just be a wide receiver. Yep. Or DB, man. Or d- exactly. Like you don't get hit. You hit. Exactly. <laughs> you are controlling your own destiny. That's, that's, yeah, that's I think, crazy. I think, I think that's the byproduct of why we are seeing so many defenses turn way better. Like, Do you think, okay, let's, let's, let's continue down this path. Do you think the natural evolution then is more passing games? We're just going to see the running game because you're not going to have those elite guys coming through eventually. You've already seen it. You've already seen it with Mahomes and Josh tight ends catching all these passes and to hit 5,000 yards as a QB 10 years ago was insane. Now like six guys do it a year Hmm. and we had cup go like 1800 yards or 2100 yards two years ago. And, Justin Jefferson went for like 1,800 yards last year. We're seeing it already. It's unfolding that way. That that might just be the natural evolution. Maybe it's not that it's flag football because it, it other guys get hurt. Don't get me wrong, but you 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 your your example at the beginning of this just running backs these gruesome injuries doesn't happen as much to other players. So I think maybe what you see is more protection of the quarterback, and it just becomes a passing game. That would probably be the the. Next best transition, just no more running backs. That's it. That's it. Five wide receiver sets. You have your O line, D line, and defense. It'd be a weird game to watch. I shouldn't say it'd be a very different game to watch. It'd be very arena football esque. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be. But anyway, very CFL esque. They don't run the ball that much because you only have three downs. Well, well, you run once and then you throw and it's incomplete and then you punt. Exactly. In the NFL, you maybe run on. You might not run on all three plays. You might. <laughs> right? You might just run on all three plays. So, anyways, that's uh, that's the running back brainchild I had today. That's crazy. Next, um, I want to talk about Josh Allen, please. Okay. You, you're very happy about this performance against the Oakland Raiders. I was, and he... I know we have a lot of Bills fans out there. Mm-hmm. So. What did you see? What didn't you see? And you were mad about his performance last last week, and now you're riding the highs just like your Blue Jays. So where are you with Josh Allen today? I went from I hate Josh Allen to I love Josh Allen. Um, what I saw was a poised quarterback. I saw a quarterback willing to take the short play. I saw a quarterback where if he scrambled and there wasn't an obvious downfield option, run out of bounds, throw it away, whatever. I saw a quarterback who was willing to make the run when he had to, but wasn't willing to sacrifice his body unnecessarily like he was against the Jets. And I saw great I saw great play calling, I think, more than anything else. 
they put him in good positions to succeed. They gave him options. And the running game actually was a running game. So it's really this team's really strange to me, I think. I don't know if this is because the Raiders suck. They're not very good, no. <laughs> or That's what? unfortunate. I just look at this Buffalo Bills team and uh, for the casual fan out there, you've probably heard of a name, a name uh, Dan Marino. Played for the Miami Dolphins. Hall of Fame quarterback. Hall of Fame quarterback, but guess what he didn't do? Win a Super Bowl. Did he go to four? I think that's what it was. I think he went to four. Yeah. And I don't think Josh Allen wins one on the Buffalo Bills. It's unfortunate, but I just don't think he's elite. I don't think this combination of Josh Allen and McDermott win a Super Bowl. That could be fair, too. If you get the right coach in, I think Josh Allen is he is Super Bowl winning talent, but you got to have the right pieces around him, and you got to have the right play calling. Play calling's tough, and what I would what I would like to see from Josh Allen is more of a not a dual threat, but know when to run and know when to throw. And in the big games, he lacks that. Against the Raiders, he can see it. It's like, okay, that was the right decision. He'll check down. In the high-intensity games, it's these mistakes that lead the Bills to shoot them in the foot. He tries to go big or go home. Exactly. Because he can do it. But he fucks it up a lot of times. <laughs> hey, he's shown us 50 times he can do it. I think I saw a stat today. He, oh, I'm going to butcher this. He's the first quarterback in NFL history before the age of 27 to, I think he has the most three touchdown. I got to find it. It's some something crazy. Like it's a, it's a very elite stat. And if you just read that and knew nothing else of the history of Josh Allen, <laughs> you'd say, wow, best quarterback in the league, rivaling Mahomes. But it's the, like you said, it's the mistakes in the big moments more than anything else that he needs to iron out of his game. And if he does that, I think with the right combination of coach and defense and weapons, he's absolutely a Super Bowl contending quarterback. Yeah, and he could be that. He's got to show me something, though. He's got to beat Mahomes. He's got to beat a Burrow. He's got to beat these guys in the big moment. He's got to go to the Super Bowl and win Buffalo's first. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. All right, I got uh, three over week two overreactions, and then we can move on to kicker and take or joke take. Okay. I'm ready to crown... The AFC East division winner, your Buffalo Bills division. The winner is the Miami Dolphins. Tua is currently the leader in the clubhouse for as the MVP favorite, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Waddle, Hill, and the running backs and the schemes are just too much. And if Tua plays the entire year, he might win MVP and comeback player of the year, which no player has ever done that. The, yes. bu- the Miami Dolphins, your AFC East division champions. I can't argue with that. They're they're two and all, right? Yeah. They're already off to a good start. You know what? No, I will argue that. I'm <laughs> going to say no because you never know with Tua. If he misses four or five games, um anything can happen, right? If this Bills team is a thirteen win ga- a thirteen win team, Tua misses four or five games with injury, all of a sudden Buffalo could be in the driver's seat. So I'm gonna say 
I'm going to say it's an overreaction. It's too early to crown them. But <laughs> they are in the driver's seat as of right now. Time will tell. Time will tell. I'm also ready to announce another division winner, and I'm sorry, Trev. The AFC North division winner. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens. Lamar's the best quarterback in the division, parlayed with a good D, young and upcoming weapons. The Bengals are were the biggest threat to this team, but they have injury woes. Burrow looks like Andy Dalton after signing the biggest contract. And he's injured. Yeah. He that calf must. That calf been. is coming off. Again, interesting. Lower body. The Pittsburgh uh, Steelers and the Cleveland Browns, I don't think, have enough yet. They're, they're a welcomed idea, but not this year. Ravens win this division. I mean, with Nick Chubb out, Cleveland's out. Yep. Pittsburgh is up. They, that, watching that game yesterday, they Hot are and cold, man. Oh, they're tough to watch. Yeah, and 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 Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow, he'll, you know, the, the the Bengals will figure it out, but will they figure it out in time? I don't think so. I'm with you. It's the Ravens. All right, let's go Ravens. And I can actually declare the Super Bowl winner. Oh, okay, all right. The Super Bowl winner will be from the NFC. The Super Bowl winner will be from the NFC. So okay. we're talking Eagles, Philly, 49ers. Or Eagles, Dallas, 49ers. That's an overreaction, I think. Okay. Eagles, 49ers, yes, Dallas will puke on themselves like they always do. You can't count out, yes. You can't count out Mahomes. If Tua's healthy, you can't count out the Dolphins. And I still can't count out the Bengals. <laughs> or your Bills. No, they're not going to win. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that is an overreaction based on what we've seen so far. I, I just think Dallas Dallas 49ers Eagles probably have the best three defenses in the league Fair. with all very competent offenses. I mean, the 49ers, are just, they're just always in and around it with that defense. It doesn't matter who they have at quarterback. And the Eagles exactly. were the Super Bowl last year. So I think that, yeah, but... You can't crowd them yet. Oh, it's a, that's why it's an overreaction. I think and I wanted a- I wanted a little segue into King Taker Joke Take. So why don't we head there now? Thank you for listening to week two of the NFL.